like it? And how did everyone look? Always stealing stuff from it is a problem that it gets brunch. Movie reviews. Phantom Thread, what? This is just going to be a fucking Reynolds Woodcock celebration episode, so I guess we should just get out of the way. Phantom Thread is about a dressmaker who is miserable, and he goes through women, but he never lets them get too close to him, but he's just such a dick, and he's so prissy, and he's such a fucking baby, and he always looks great, and fuck if that's not my fucking life goal. <laughs> I, I I did think of you being, like, when I was watching that movie, I was like, DJ is going to fucking love this character. I love that guy. That yeah. guy is fucking amazing. He says cool little sassy bitchy things. He's such a bitch. I love him. All right, so should we get into it? Uh, yes. Did we like it? Out of four. Uh, let me preface this by saying I did not like this movie when I exited the theater. Oh, but it... It grew on me. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. One of those. Uh, the more you think about it, it didn't do a lot for me in the theater, but like the, it was one of those movies that stuck with me. I had to think about it for a couple of days. The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. I ended up with a three point one out of four. Okay, so he, this actually makes my experience, my misfortunes, um, and they had, those actually helped me. So uh, devotees of the podcast will know I went to the sh- to the movie to see it. Uh, kids ruined my time. Old people with tuna sandwiches ruined my time. I had to leave halfway through it, but I really enjoyed it as I was watching it. So it was already kind of starting to grow on me, and I was very uh, eager to see it again from the beginning. And when I went in, I was like, I know that I'm impressed with Daniel Day-Lewis in this. I'm just going to focus on him the whole fucking time. And I did, and I fucking ate that shit up. Full 4.00 out of 4 wow. for Did I Like It. Holy moly. I, yeah, huh? I really, really liked it. I don't know how well-received this movie was. Obviously, it's nominated for Best Picture, but I like I loved this movie. Okay. Um, let me tell you something. I've been holding on to this revelation for about two weeks since I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is... Uh, the exact same premise as the Fifty Shades franchise. I literally wrote that down. That's one of my notes. Really? Yes. That wow. Is one of my notes. I, wrote, I thought that was like a wild re- uh, it, revelation. It probably is, but it's but so, we're probably the only two people in the world that would, would notice ever that. make that connection because we're so, the only people who have seen both those movies. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it follows a successful, controlling mm-hmm. main character man who finds a woman, a lowly woman mm-hmm. of of lowly. Uh, Means. Class, yeah, 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 status, uh, willing to challenge him. Yep, and uh, that man's haunted by some demons, mm-hmm. um, and the woman uh, finds a way to to crack him, mm-hmm. and uh, their relationship hinges on catastrophic events to push it forward. Yep. So in the Fifty Shades franchise, obviously you have Christian Grey who finds Anastasia Steele, lowly journalist, whatever. Uh, he they need. Helicopter crashes and inexplicable uh, hostage Kidnappings, situations. Yes, all to, those things to move and uh, unexpected pregnancies to move mm-hmm. their relationship forward. Uh, in Phantom Thread, it follows Reynolds Woodcock, uh, who's the fashion designer, and he finds his muse yes. uh, in this woman who's a waitress, uh, and she has to poison him uh, to move their relationship forward. That's cool, man. Like <laughs> again, like whatever you're into, as long as it's legal. Like by all means, Poison that can't be legal. legal. Trying to murder your spouse can't be legal. But uh, when did you ma- ma- when did you write down this observation? Uh, in the aftermath of seeing it. So oh, it was like an after. I thing. was thinking about it. Yeah. Mm. So like I I listened to um I listened to Paul Thomas Anderson on on Fresh Air, mm-hmm. and uh, while I was listening to that, I was like, huh, a lot of these things that he's saying 
could be related to the Fifty Shades franchise. I wrote, and so I made it. I made the connection that at that moment. I wrote it down uh, during their first date. No uh, way. Towards the end of it, when because he really like once you have that idea in your head. Like once you're you're kind of suspicious of it, it becomes really apparent that that's exactly what this movie is. Yeah. So um, he like had like a little bit of. I was gonna write down um, like this guy's the original Christian Grey, but I was like, I'll just sit on it for a second because just the way he was talking to her on the date, and then when uh, he's taking her measurements, he says, "You have no breasts," yes. and she's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry," and he's like, "No, that's okay. It's my job to give you breasts." If I want to, oh, or like if correct. I choose to, yeah. and I was like, "This guy is Christian <laughs> Grey," and then like you're right, like she is totally Anastasia Steele. She's got a little confidence to her um, when he challenges her. When he goes at her, uh, like at the breakfast scene and everything, she's always like, "She." There's like a bit of this is just the way he is, but she's also like, "He's wrong though." Right? Uh, yeah, like this guy is really oddly like she finicky. Fault him for it, yeah. But she's like, "This isn't the way that it should be." Yeah, yeah. I uh, and I loved all those scenes where they go at each other, especially where he snips at her yeah. when she brings him the tea. He uh, asks, and she does that because his sister does one time, um, and because he won't let her in. And then the sister brings tea, so he's uh, she's like, "Oh, I guess I can be closer to him if I like do little things like this." And he does it, and she does it, and he's like. Why the fuck are you here with tea right now? It's late at night, lady. Get the shit out of here. And when she's uh, eating at breakfast, um, when she's buttering her toast, uh, whose side did you take there? Uh, His. For sure his. Yeah. Like, this guy's fucked up, but, like, he's fucked up in a lot of ways with which I can identify. Right. I was like, that's too loud. If I'm trying to do something at at breakfast, or if I'm trying to do something, anywhere, yeah, yeah, and somebody is making more noise than they should be while doing something, you can absolutely say something. Yeah. A lot of, again. I think maybe he he approached it in in a little bit of a rude way. Like, just say, hey, can you you maybe not butter that so loud? But But how did he say it? How did he say it? You tell me. He said, it's too much noise. It's entirely too much noise. And I can't do a Daniel Day-Lewis. It sounds like a little Christopher Walken <laughs> accidentally. I don't but know about that. Daniel Day- he- no, I'm saying mine does. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I do a better uh, – my, my Daniel Day-Lewis is a better Christopher Walken than my Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, but Daniel Day-Lewis fucking murders this shit. He's uh, for sure my best actor. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right. Uh, so full fours. Uh, how did everybody look? 100% two out of two. Yes. Not even close. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, it was just an absolute lock. The only th- You don't even have to look past uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. I know. Because uh, – uh, Paul oh, Thomas Anderson said this in the interview on Fresh Air. He was like, "I wanted, uh, I wanted to be able to make um, Daniel Day Lewis handsome again." Yeah, because the last time that they worked mean. together, well, no, no, no. But oh, like, well, Lincoln, time, Darkest Hour, whatever. Lincoln. Oh, not Darkest Hour. What's it called? Uh, uh, there will be blood. There will be blood. Yeah, like, yeah. Covered in oil, just yeah. like kind of a gross dude. Mm-hmm. So um, he was very uh, elegant in this movie. Let me tell you something. Uh, you know who would like to be covered in oil? You. Reynolds Woodcock, he does not like butter. He That's likes true. oil. He says it all the time. I was uh, going to say, I, you, you would like to be covered in oil yeah. in, in uh, Reynolds Woodcock's bed? No, no, because he would be like, the bed is too oily. 
Your thighs are big. Like, yes, 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 I know. I did find it interesting. Wait till you get to my Adam's apple, though. I think you'll be quite pleased with I, what you see. I did find it interesting that this movie was like a an explosive love story mm-hmm. like that that completely hinged on emotion and just like these ups and down swings yeah and there was never like a love scene yeah well that's the thing like i was almost wondering like how do they even right like sex? are they stripping you know yeah. because the only time that there's any like real like heat or chemistry there is uh at dinner she says she calls him like hungry boy again and she's <laughs> yeah. like are you thirsty and i'm like that existed around then <laughs> Uh, and she kind of pulls him away. So there I was like, I bet they did something sexually yeah. that, that But, like, night. you could for sure see that relationship just being, like, yeah. she's using him for status yeah. and, like, in comfort. And he is for sure using her as, like, a muse for for being, like, the fashion industry. I must say uh, I did not give it this full two out of twos. I gave it a 1.6 out of two. I had to make a heavy deduction because uh, there's a great scene in the beginning of the movie um, in which... Uh, Reynolds Woodcock is getting dressed for the day and he's putting on his clothes he's brushing his hair he's got like a fucking like horse brush for his hair really exciting stuff and he wears boxers and maybe that's just is that how they wore him was that what they did you didn't really have sexy underwear options if you were a guy back in the day no me undies. No me undies for sure. They don't didn't have that diamond and crusted. Was that uh, was that pouch. their only option back you then? Yeah, like long johns or like like gross ass tidy whities or like boxers. I think if you're if those are your three options, you take boxers, right? Uh, well, he's not gonna have kids, so he might as well just do tidy whities, right? I don't know. You know what? I'll bump it up to a 1.8. There you go. I'm being a little harsh. Uh, Are we stealing stuff from it? This is... For me, I didn't have a lot here. I know that you were going to absolutely try to steal from the character. Uh, For me, I had a 0.3 out of 2 because the only thing that I could think of that I would would steal in the movie um, was there's like a for sure awesome gif. I don't know if you can guess what it comes from, but... um, In that movie? Yes. Uh, What? Where the scene where she decides that she is going to go to the party with or without him, mm-hmm. he's sitting in his his like lounge or his office, and she just walks out the front door, and there's like a static shot from the f- perspective of the front door, and it just shows him leaning out from his chair, and he just like pops out into the frame. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like looks totally and then Pete goes, Rosing. Yeah, and then he and then he goes right back, and it, it's just like such a perfect shot for yeah. for like a. Huh? If like you see two people interacting yes. and you want to like insert yourself <laughs> yes. in it, th- throw yourself in yes. there, Pete Rose style, I absolutely great. Love it. Yeah. Um, I want to steal obviously a lot of the ways, a lot of the things that he said. I'm gonna have to really work on that voice, but um, just a lot of his characteristics are, or a lot of things he did are things I'm for sure not gonna steal. But how funny would it be if you did? Uh, for example, while on a date. Uh, wiping your date's makeup off her face. How fucking rude is that? Um, oh, uh, I'm gonna steal this, but in a non-flirtatious setting. Uh, order a ridiculously long order, then smile, say, let me see, take the pad, and then say, are you gonna remember this? And when they're like, uh, yeah... Rip off the thing, <laughs> crumple it up, and be like, "All right, because I'm keeping this." What the fuck kind of movie that is that? Is fucking crazy. He, had, so he was a really fucking creepy single guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he went. Well, first of all, he went to that restaurant by himself and ordered like everything on the menu. That's well, I've done that before. 
That's not weird at all. Oh, for sure, it's weird. No, it's not. You, oh, yeah. you don't go to a restaurant by yourself sometimes, especially if you're on the road. You, he's I, on vacation. I just told you, I, I, I went to the bar by myself last right. week. Like, well, I, going to a bar by yourself isn't is as different. Di- yeah, as, you can yeah, sit yeah. at the bar. Right. But um, going to a restaurant by yourself and ordering every single thing on the menu and mm. then hitting on the waitress oh. and like being very aggressive about it—that is very, very creepy. It's a little out of control. <laughs> yeah, a little out of control. Uh, but that is something. I feel like that's something that you can get away with when you're like a high-ranking person in society. Right. If you're dressed like that, then... It's just like a thing. That, you know how they say, like, hot people can get away with anything. Yeah. If you're hot and successful, then you can do a move like that, and and people won't think twice about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to steal the score from this movie and play it at parties, because the music in this movie was fucking Did terrific. Did I not tell you that? I think I believe that I told you that. Did you? I think that my two favorite scores this year are Darkest Hour and mm. Phantom Thread. I would for sure put Phantom Thread above Dark. Yeah, yeah, I go Phantom Thread by a mile. Um, okay, uh, was it problematic? <laughs> a, a little bit. I had some trouble with this one because, like, uh, it's it's for sure problematic, and there are definitely problematic themes. But I don't think it's pushing it on you as like these are acceptable. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, they're just part of the characters, and like, but at the end of the day, like, if you're not happy with a relationship, get out of it. Don't poison somebody. But that You're was, like, right. their thing. That was their thing. Like, they got it, off on it that. It worked for both of them. Yeah. So Which, maybe like, work on your relationship. Don't kink shame anybody. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, poisoning was their kink, for sure. I, uh, I'm i giving it a .5 out of 2, because exact even though same. it's not trying to be problematic, I'm going to copy every fucking thing <laughs> that Reynolds uh, Woodcock does, and I know that just accidentally some problematic things are going to seep in there so i'm uh i'm getting out ahead of this and saying that it's like, uh woodcock's fault like i feel like if it works for you then then go ahead but at the same time there are definitely more healthy ways to approach having a successful relationship than by poisoning somebody first of all she poisons him into the marriage in the first place. Yes. And then, like, once the marriage started to fall apart immediately, like, as soon as they got married on the honeymoon, he was wildly unhappy. It was right. very much like the, uh, what's that, that, uh, that famous movie where they're on the bus? The Graduate. The Graduate. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, it, it was, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Where it's like, as soon as they got married, he was like, hmm. I don't know if this was, was the right call. So isn't it kind of lame, though, that, like, instead the second poisoning was just like, hey, do you want to make this our thing? Because the second poisoning should have been like, fuck it, let's have a kid. And then, like, <laughs> they should have just kept going up and up from there. Like, the, she poisons him a third time, and he's like, this is weird, but do you want a 50% stake in my company? Like, yeah! <laughs> I was waiting for more of a payoff than, than we got at the end. Yeah, it was... Uh, I did not expect this to be a story about a couple who tortures each other to keep going, <laughs> right. but I was just so captivated uh, by it the the entire way. It really was like an absolutely engrossing, and movie. it was gorgeously yeah. done. And like, I mean, I, we don't know much about like shooting shit and everything like that, but Paul Thomas Anderson, if just, it looks good and he's behind me, it, you're like, me. yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it's probably great. Um, so let's, that yeah, that's a point five for me as well. Let's uh, add these fuckers up. Okay. I got my score already done. Me what too. Do you got? I have an eight point three out of ten. That is really high. I'm pretty satisfied with that. That's really high. And mine, uh, mine lands about where I expected it to land. It's a five point nine out of ten. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, I, again, I liked it, but the fact that I didn't like it when I like first came out of there, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a movie with complexity and it has layers and like there's a lot to it, mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's definitely not one of my absolute favorites of the year. 
It's oh. just like I think it's one of the smarter and and uh, and like deeper movies that I've seen this year, but not necessarily the most enjoyable. We'll find out what the dumbass Academy think. <laughs>